This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. The rooster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. Hi, Johnson County 911 Center took multiple calls of an active shooter in the food court of the Greenwood Park Mall. An armed civilian shoots and kills a gunman after the gunman fatally shot three people at an Indianapolis mall. New report finds multiple systematic failures in police response to the Uvalde massacre. An innocent bystander shot and killed in Brooklyn among victims of gunfire to rock New York City on Sunday. Controversy over President Biden's visit with Saudi Arabia's crown prince. Conflicting reports over whether Biden addressed the killing of Washington Post journalist Jamal Khashoggi. A former NATO commander predicts an end to Russia's war on Ukraine. A civilian armed with a gun fatally shot a gunman armed with a rifle who had fatally shot three people at a food court inside of a mall in Indianapolis on Sunday. Three people in that food court and the gunman were killed. Two others hospitalized now following that random attack at Greenwood Park Mall. Jim Eisen is the police chief of Greenwood, Indiana. He said at a Sunday evening press conference, the conditions of two others hospitalized isn't known. We have what appears to be one shooter. Uh, looks to be an adult male. Uh, we have not identified him yet. We do not have a motive yet. It appears that he had a rifle with several uh, uh, magazines of ammunition, um, entered the food court and began shooting. The chief gave no indication the shooter knew any of the victims or that the attack was personal. An investigation continues. Also, a woman was killed after four people were shot in a Marabella nightclub when a gunman went on a rampage on the crowded dance floor at that popular Spanish holiday hotspot. These shootings took place early this morning at Opium Beach Club, popular with British tourists. Authorities say a fight had broken out among the revelers when the shooter took out his gun and started firing. He then was stabbed in the head and torso, sources say, and he remains in a hospital in serious condition. The condition of the other shooting victims is unknown. A just release report by the Texas House of Representatives Investigative Committee on the Robb Elementary School Massacre finds multiple systemic failures. Republican Texas Representative, Representative Dustin Burroughs, released details of the report during a press conference. And let me say this. With hindsight, we can say the Robb Elementary was not adequately prepared for the risk of a school shooter. The school's five-foot fence was inadequate. Despite a policy of locked doors, there was a regrettable culture of noncompliance. In fact, all three exterior doors to the building were unlocked that day, and multiple interior doors were not secured the day of the shooting. 
Police waited for 77 minutes before entering the classroom where 19 children and two adults were killed. The gunman was shot and killed by police. Burroughs said that the Uvalde Police Department should have acted with more urgency given that it was an active shooter situation and not a barricaded subject as victims lay dying. The DOG also investigating police response. A 74-year-old innocent bystander shot in a violent night across New York City. Police say the woman was shot at the Pink Houses on Loring Avenue in East New York. This happened shortly after 6.30 p.m. Sunday. She was taken to Brookdale Hospital with a bullet wound to her abdomen. Police have so far made no arrests and investigations ongoing. Also, police are searching for a gunman who shot four men in Brooklyn Sunday in the Brownsville section. Investigators say the suspect got into some kind of a physical altercation with four men, and police say that when the suspect ran away, pulled out a gun and started shooting. One man suffered a gunshot wound to the head. A bullet struck another man in the stomach. Two men also suffered grazed wounds, an investigation ongoing. Well, President Joe Biden has accused a Saudi official of lying about the topics that were talked about in his private meeting with Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman. During his four-day swing to the Middle East, POTUS is also again downplaying his infamous fist bump with the prince. Kentucky Senator Rand Paul criticized the meeting on the Cats Roundtable, hosted by 77 WABC owner and operator John Katzmatidis. It shouldn't shock any of us that the price is shot through the roof. They could immediately start uh, encouraging production here. It's not only bad uh, economics, but it's also just embarrassing for him to be over there bowing down to the Saudis and begging them for more oil. So I couldn't be more opposed to what he's doing. Also on Sunday, Biden arrived back at the White House from his four-day Middle East tour and briefly took questions from reporters on the South Lawn when asked if he regretted his fist bump with the Saudi crown prince. Biden replied, Why don't you guys talk about something that matters? Notably, Saudi officials have offered conflicting accounts of the conversation between Biden and whether the murder of Washington Post journalist Khashoggi was actually discussed with the crown prince. Former NATO Supreme Allied Commander James Stardivis said Sunday that the Russia-Ukraine war will likely end in about four to six months and have a resolution similar to the Korean War in the 1950s. Here he was on the Cats Roundtable. I see this one headed toward a Korean War ending, which is to say an armistice, uh, a militarized zone between the two sides, ongoing animosity, kind of a frozen conflict. Look for that in the four to six month period. And earlier this week, officials at the U.S. Department of Defense said that American supplied weapons to Ukraine are having a significant impact against Russian forces. Looking at your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center, cloudy skies today. We have a 50 percent chance of showers and thunderstorms are high, 78 winds to 15 miles per hour. Overnight, the threat of rain continues till about midnight, then a very light chance of rain. Winds to 16 miles per hour, the low 79. Clearing tomorrow, gradually turning sunny, the high 83. Right now, 77, mostly cloudy skies here in Manhattan. Apprehensions of migrants who crossed the U.S.-Mexico border illegally last month set a record for June. U.S. Border Patrol reported processing migrants 1,191, 898 times along the southern border in June, an all-time monthly high. 
President Biden met with Mexican President Andre Manuel Lopez Obrador at the White House last week. Our nations uh, share close ties and family and friendship, and we're united through our values and our history. June's record marks a nearly 14 percent drop, though, from May when the agency carried out over 222,000 apprehensions and all-time monthly high for the month of May. The previous record for June was reported last year when Border Patrol carried out 178,649 arrests. The high levels of migrant detentions are being driven in part by record arrivals from countries beyond Mexico and Central America's Northern Triangle. U.S. Senator Bernie Sanders of Vermont Sunday blasted Senator Joe Manchin for what he called sabotaging President Joe Biden's agenda by rejecting Democrats' party-line spending bill last week. Sanders appeared on ABC. Uh, Look, if you check the record six months ago, I made it clear that you have people like Manchin, Sinema to a lesser degree, who are intentionally sabotaging the president's agenda, what the American people want, what a majority of us in the Democratic caucus want. Nothing new about this. Last week, Manchin shot down Democrats' proposed energy and climate investments being part of the budget reconciliation bill. The West Virginia centrist, Efrati, insisted he wanted to see July inflation figures before considering that legislation. Republicans are actively courting Hispanic voters in key competitive House districts. The GOP's approach is a danger to Democrats as Hispanic voters are likely to play a key role in at least a dozen districts in the November midterm elections. Texas Congresswoman Myra Flores was on Fox News. The Hispanic community is about God, family, and hard work. And right now, our biggest concern is the economy. It's costing the average American $460 a month. Can you imagine what it's like to be a senior citizen that lives on a fixed income? The Republican Party has recruited a new generation of Hispanic candidates at breakneck speed, most notably in Texas, but also in states like Oregon and Virginia. The National Republican Congressional Committee says it has recruited a total of 102 Hispanic candidates in this cycle alone. The GOP has seized on a comment by First Lady Jill Biden as well, comparing the Hispanic community to break breakfast tacos, for which she has since apologized. We'll talk about Texas. Texas Senator Ted Cruz has argued that the U.S. Supreme Court should never have legalized gay marriage. The Texas senator discussed the vulnerability of over. Bell versus Hodges in 2015 and claimed it ignored two centuries of our nation's history. On a show, a verdict with Ted Cruz, the senator called for the rights to be handed back to states all across the country. Uh, in Obergefell, the court said, no, we know better than you guys do. And now every state must uh, m- must sanction and, and permit gay marriage. Um, I think that decision was clearly wrong when it was decided. Um It was the court overreaching. This is not the first time Cruz has spoken out against the Obergefell decision in 2015. The U.S. Supreme Court ruled the right to marry is guaranteed by the Due Process Clause and the Equal Process Clause of the 14th Amendment. The new district attorney out in San Francisco, Brooke Jenkins, is cleaning house that following the ouster of her embattled progressive predecessor, Chesa Budin, whom Voters recalled earlier this month as crime soared in San Francisco, and so far she has fired at least 15 employees from the prosecutor's office. And in a statement, she said she's trying to restore a sense of safety in San Francisco 
by holding serious and repeat offenders accountable and implementing smart criminal justice reforms. Jenkins outlined her goals during an interview with Fox 2 KTVU in San Francisco. We have to have consequences for criminal behavior in San Francisco. And that doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to be locking everybody up. Accountability can come in many forms. And for most of our offenders, it's going to be rehabilitation or a requirement of vocational training. But there has to be some level of of a consequence for those who commit crime. Putin was ousted in a recall election over his policies, which saw crime soar, including the elimination of cash bail, vowing to hold police accountable and working to reduce the number of people actually sent to prison. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky has dismissed two important figures in his government, questioning their leadership qualities and accusing many of their subordinates of treason and collaborating with Russia. The two officials dismissed are Prosecutor General Ayanna Venikova and State Security Service SBU head Ivan Banikov, a longtime associate of the president. Zelensky said many officials within both departments were also suspected of treason. The former head of the main directorate of the security service in Crimea has also been detained on suspicion of treason, according to Zelensky. Senior officials in the SBU in southern Ukraine had been blamed for the ease with which Russian forces were able to capture large areas of the south within a week of that invasion. 77 WABC time check, 515. Guess who's back? Justin Ellick. It is. It is I, Deb. Yes, I am Justin Ellick here with the early news sports update, and I am back. That's a wrap on the first half of the 2022 MLB season for both the Mets and the Yankees as both teams head into the All-Star break with first-place leads in their respective divisions. The Yankees capped off a historic first half with a 13-2 whooping of the Red Sox yesterday in the Bronx and hold a rather comfortable 13-game lead in the AL East over the second-place Rays. Garrett Cole continued to shove for the pinch strikes, punching uh, punching in with a 12K performance over seven dominant innings of work. But it was Matt Carpenter and the rest of the Bombers lineup that made it an easy day for their ace. Carpenter drove in three more runs for the Yanks, and Joey Gallo got in on the fun with this two-run shot in the seventh to put things well out of reach. That. High drive, right field. There it goes. See ya. Oh, did he need that. A two-run home run for Gallo. 13-2 Yanks. That call courtesy of Michael K. in the Yes Network. It'll be a couple days before the Yanks are back in action with All-Star Game festivities set to get underway this evening with the Home Run Derby. But you'll be able to catch Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton, and Jose Trevino re- representing the uh, American League in tomorrow night's All-Star Game in Los Angeles. As for the Mets and their first half finale, they weren't so lucky as they fall 3-2 to two to the Cubbies in Chicago. The Orange and Blue were up this, up in this one 2-1 to one going into the eighth inning, but it was a Nico Horner RBI single in the bottom half. That put the Cubs up for good, breaking a nine-game slide for Chicago in the process. The Mets will go into the break with a two-and-a-half-game lead on the Atlanta Braves, and you'll be able to catch Pete Alonso representing New York in tonight's home run derby from L.A. Now from the Scottish coast, we have a champion golfer of the year in the Aussie Cameron Smith, who roared all the way back, back running running off five straight birdies to start his back nine to catch solo leader Rory McIlroy and secure the Claret Jug with a 20-under performance at the home of golf in the St. Andrews Old Course. The major championship is the first for Smith, who said of the trophy, quote, I'm definitely going to find out how many beers fit in this thing. That's 
for sure. For more sports content, follow 77 WABC Sports on Instagram and Twitter. Here are the early news sports update. I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. All right, thanks, Justin. Looking at your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Cloudy skies today. We have a 50% chance of showers and thunderstorms. High 78 winds 15 miles per hour. And the majority of the rain should end by midnight, then a chance of a light shower till about 3 a.m. Winds to 16 miles per hour overnight, the low 79. And gradual clearing tomorrow, turning sunny to high 83 right now. 78 degrees, mostly cloudy skies here in the Big Apple. Frank Morano standing by with your business report. I'm Frank Morano with your business report. The opening bell rings this morning on Wall Street with a losing week in the rearview mirror. All three major indexes posted weekly declines with the Nasdaq down nearly 1.6%. Investor worries about a recession and a larger Federal Reserve rate hike weighed on markets earlier in the week. At Friday's closing bell, the Dow gained 658 points, the S&P 500 rose 72 points, and the Nasdaq gained 201 points. Federal Reserve officials have signaled they are likely to raise interest rates by 0.75% this month for the second straight meeting as part of an aggressive effort to combat high inflation. Before last week, officials had signaled they were leaning toward a 75 basis point increase this month. The Labor Department reported the consumer price index rose 9.1% in June from a year before, a new four-decade high, and showed inflation pressures broadening across the economy. Popular social media platform TikTok on Wednesday announced plans for a rating system aimed at protecting young users from inappropriate content. The move comes after sharp criticism from lawmakers and advocates in recent months over the prevalence of harmful posts on the app, especially those that appear in feeds of young users. The company said the rating system called Content Levels will categorize videos based on the age appropriateness of their material, preventing users under 18 from seeing certain content deemed mature. Paul Pelosi, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's husband, made a stock purchase of over a million dollars in a computer chip company just weeks before a potential vote in Congress which would give a massive subsidy to the industry. Mr. Pelosi made a purchase of between a million and five million shares of NVIDIA, which is a semiconductor company, according to a disclosure filing made by Pelosi's office. The disclosure also shows that Mr. Pelosi sold shares of Apple and Visa. I'm Frank Moreno. I'll be back at 1 a.m. on the other side of midnight. Thanks, Frank. Looking at futures this morning, the Dow's in the green up 284 points at 31,530. S&P's up 39 and three-quarter points. NASDAQ's climbed 115 and three-quarter points. Gold up $14 an ounce at $1,717.60. Crude oil up $1.86 a barrel at $99.45. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. A Brooklyn judge tossing out the convictions of three men convicted of a gruesome murder more than 25 years ago. Here's 77 WABC's Bob Brown. 
Three men who spent years in prison have been cleared in the killing of a clerk who was set on fire in the New York City subway toll booth. A judge dismissing the murder convictions of Vincent Ellerby, James Irons, and Thomas Malick on Friday. The three confessed to and were convicted of murdering token clerk Harry Kaufman in 1995. Prosecutors say they now have doubts about the men's confessions and can't stand by the convictions. The case resounded from New York to Washington to Hollywood. Ellerby was paroled in 2020, but Malick and Irons had remained in prison. I'm Bob Brown for 77 WABC News. Ivana Trump's funeral will be held Wednesday at a historic church on the Upper East Side of Manhattan. Ivana's three children, Donald Jr., Eric, and Ivanka, plan to attend the service at Manhattan St. Vincent Ferrer Catholic Church. However, it is unclear if her ex-husband, former President Donald Trump, will also be there. Here is Ivana Trump speaking to Rita Cosby back in 2017 about what she thought former President Trump's legacy would be. I think it's going to be known as a very unusual and great president. The 73-year-old Ivana died Thursday at the age of 73 when she accidentally fell down the stairs of her Manhattan home. The New York City medical examiner ruled she suffered blunt impact injuries to her torso. And a source told the New York Post that if the former commander-in-chief does not attend the serve, does uh, rather attend the service, he will come solo without his current wife, Melania. The service is set to begin at 1.30 p.m. on Wednesday. A young mother walking with her two young children, five and two years old, was shot multiple times Friday in Queens. This happened along Mott Avenue in Far Rockaway, and a man nearby was also hit by this gunfire. After a black Acura MDX pulled up and somebody opened fire, one Zapata saw the shooting. He told Fox it reminds him of what he was trying to escape. We just moved from the Bronx because Bronx is crazy. And now look, it just happened right there. Both victims taken to Jamaica Hospital Medical Center in stable condition. Police say it's unclear who the gunman was shooting at. Anybody with information in regards to that incident is asked to call the NYPD's Crime Stoppers hotline at 1-800-577-TIPS. And they say all calls are strictly confidential. All right, Jorge Santiago being taken into custody there. This Upper East Side man has been arrested on an attempted murder charge. That in connection with the stabbing of a Chase Bank security guard in the city. Police say that 34-year-old Jorge Santiago returned to the 86th Street Bank, allegedly stabbing this guard after the guard would not let him in originally. Santiago arrested by the NYPD's warrant squad on Einstein Loop in the Bronx about 12.30 a.m. on Saturday. He's charged with attempted murder, first-degree assault, and criminal possession of a weapon in the third degree, according to sources. And back in April of 2013, Santiago was arrested for slashing another man across the face with a box cutter in the Bronx. The deposition of that case, though not immediately available, the guard was last reported in stable condition. New York City Mayor Eric Adams on Sunday touted the decrease in city murders and shootings last month compared to June 2021, even though other major crimes are still soaring. Adams vowed to turn this crime thing around. Adams speaking on WBLS radio blamed the city's violence on a criminal justice system run amok. Adams noted that Big Apple shootings and homicides were down 24.2% and 31.6% respectively for June compared to the same month last year. 
He added that predatory crimes such as robberies and burglaries still need to be addressed, though. The city's crime index, which measures major crimes, rose overall more than 30 percent last month over June of 2021. Well, New York City is approaching 500 confirmed monkeypox cases now and is considered the epicenter of the U.S. outbreak. The city's health commissioner expects the number to grow significantly as testing ramps up as well. The city opened three pop-up vaccination clinics Sunday, one at Aviation High School in Queens, Bushwick Education in Brooklyn, and Bronx High School of Science. City's health commissioner is Dr. Ashwin Vasan. He said he hopes to open up more pop-up sites. As soon as I know, then I can plan, right? It's extremely hard to plan in an environment of um, low supply and limited supply. Appointments were snapped up in a matter of minutes at the pop-up clinics on Friday. The city is expecting more doses from the CDC. Well, one of New York City's bravest hurt during a rescue operation, a firefighter Ryan Warnock was part of a crew that responded after a black BMW actually landed on top of another vehicle, stopped at a red light at 11th Avenue and West 42nd Street. The driver of the BMW hit the gas, striking the firefighter as firefighters tried to remove people from the vehicle. Randy Wan and her husband, Matthew, were inside the vehicle, stopped at the red light when the SUV landed on their car, leaving them in shock. They recounted the accident to ABC7. I thought it was like an explosion. It was a terrible, terrible, loud crash. His wheel climbed up on our top of our car, and he was wedged, you know, lodged there. The firefighter became pinned under the BMW. His leg crushed. He was taken to a nearby hospital with a broken femur. According to the FDNY, the cause of the crash remains under investigation. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. We have a 50% chance of showers and thunderstorms today. Our high, 78 winds to 15 miles per hour, cloudy skies. It's still a 70% chance of rain overnight, winds to 16 miles per hour. Rain tapers after midnight, the low 79. A clearing early tomorrow, gradually turning sunny with a high of 73. Right now, 78 degrees, mostly cloudy skies here in the Big Apple. New York City's animal care shelters are overwhelmed with a larger number of surrendered animals. And in many cases, these people are dropping them off, blaming inflation and hard financial times. A pet adoption event in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, though, Saturday got some of these dogs and cats out of the system and into people's forever homes. New York City Council member Justin Brannon spoke to CBS 2. We want all the cages empty. Take one home, save its life, and you'll be better for it. Leaders at New York City's three animal care centers say they had a total of 5,500 animals surrendered to them in the first half of last year compared to 6,800 this year for the same time period. And you can learn more about uh, ACC and its adoptions, grants, and help programs by visiting nycacc.org. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC.